and welcome to another episode of The Science Patrol. Join us as we discuss the adventures of A.G. Subarai's Warriors of Light and their unending fight against the forces of darkness and relentless monster armies. And now, the hosts of The Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. And things are rolling. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another fine episode of The Science Patrol. Your Ultraman podcast. And I say fine episode, like I know it's going to be fantastic. Oh, it's absolutely fantastic. Every single one has been fantastic. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Close enough, anyway. Fake it till you make it. Exactly. Um, I am your host, Rich Connery. With me, as always, is the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick Rooney. Hey, everybody. How are you? And Fergus is here. Of Fergus course. is being pet furiously and vigorously by Pat right now. And looks very pleased with himself for it. <laughs> so today, we are going to cover... The Stolen Nebula House. Um, that is Ultraman Jeed number 19. 19, Pat. Can that's you believe great. it? Now, you said there's how many episodes? 23 21. Total? 21, so that's, that's it. We're almost, we're almost done. done. Two more weeks and we're finito. That should put us just in time for the Festival of Merriment. Is that what it is? Is the Festival okay. of Merriment. You betcha. Fair enough. <laughs> you betcha it is. Yes, sir. Hold on, I'm just opening up the the ultra the uh, the fandom page so I can get the uh, find out exactly what's going on. Find, well, no, I'm, I'm okay. I just wanted to get the director and whatnot. Oh, okay. Yes, we need that because we want to give these people their props. That's right. And of course, it's taking forever. But we're going to talk about the Stolen Nebula House, which is uh, aired on November 11th, 2017. Direct- and we want to say Happy Veterans Day to all you veterans. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I was trying to think if there was some sort of uh, connection to veterans in this episode. I'm like, no, nah, no, not so much. Not <laughs> Just happened to be on veterans. Yeah, no, no. You want to try to you want to try to pull any sort of thread that you can. Well, you got to also remember Japan wasn't part of World War One. That's and true. That's November eleventh is the end of World War One. That's right. So, that's all it is. Remembrance Day Remembrance as well. Day. That's what that's it was that's also called at one time, right? Well, it's still Remembrance Day in Britain. And Canada. Yes. Well, the Commonwealth. Yeah. Ew. Please. Sorry. But did you see now? See, now we're on a track. That the Queen did not lay the wreath. No, the I, I did not. No, she was up in the stands in like in her particular balcony, whatever. Yeah. And Prince Charles laid the wreath. Well, she's 8 million years old. She's 91. God bless her. She's 91 years old. Delegate. It's fine. And delegate to the guy that's going to take your job. Yeah. Which, okay. If he doesn't die first. <laughs> well, I mean. It's entirely possible. I don't think he's She's just holding die. out. <laughs> just, just like, She's kind of hoping he'll die so yeah. his son can take over. I don't see it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> and Prince Philip. I'm already half robot. <laughs> we will not be putting up with this shenanigans. I want the queen to say shenanigans. Yeah, you would like her to say. Or horseplay. <laughs> Anything like that. The, the, but she cannot. This sort of tomfoolery will not be tolerated. <sighs> and, See, uh, I don't think there's going to be a constitutional crisis this time. Right, yeah. <laughs> did you did you know when Patrick Stewart was knighted? Yes. Uh, that you're supposed to say something to the queen. Of course. And she says something to you, and then you're supposed to respond back. And um, he said... He was knighted on a spot where he was right up against the staircase going down. Okay. And so he had to kneel down and get up without looking away. Of course. So he goes, I'm terrified that I'm going to fall down the stairs. <laughs> and she said something like, 
she nights him and she says, oh, you've been very busy lately or something like that. And he says, not as busy as you are, Mom. And she laughs. He goes, I made the queen laugh. I made the queen laugh. He's like, I was very excited. That's great. <laughs> so, yeah, he was pretty happy about that. I can that. see that. Can All right, that. so this was written by Kyoko Katsuya. Oh, that's a lady. And Is directed it? by Ryuichi Itu. Okay. I wonder if Kyoko Katsuya is one of the cast. Hmm, he said. That's an interesting thought. I Let's don't know see. what the names of the cast are. Well, I'm wondering if... It's in Japanese, so I have no idea. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I'm wondering if that was maybe Rem's voice, but it is not. That is Suzuka Memori. Okay. Um, now, here's the other question. Yes! As we'll go into the episode, it is. Yes! Is the woman that plays Rem's voice yeah, the same that's woman? That's her. Mm-hmm. That was the one that mm-hmm. actually played Ram. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, fair mm-hmm. enough. She's an attractive young lady. She is not. She is not hard on the eyes. Not at no, all. sir. No. And and you know what? I really dig the um, the like gray admiral's coat that she's Before wearing. Button up to oh, the yeah. coat. That yeah, does something nice. for me. And that, does it really? I don't know what that does. <laughs> I don't know what that speaks about me psychologically. Well, it's but I like a very like proper, <laughs> I like a, like a very proper looking woman with big buttons. I'm not sure what that's about, but uh, yeah, it's all about the buttons. Yeah, who who <laughs> also has an increasingly encyclopedic knowledge because she's part the computer. Part computer. Of <laughs> that's what I'm really looking for as a Terminator. Um, sure, <laughs> a woman Terminator. That's right, a Terminatrix, if you will. Oh, well, that's right. <laughs> so while being co- uh, commented of gradually showing more human-like behavior, uh, Rem. Is uh, comments on uh, on um, sure I want to call him Daichi, but that's not his name Ken. at all. Fuki Ken. No, no, the, the, the Riku. T- yes, Riku. Riku. She is criticizing him for buying tons of Donshine merchandise. Yes. And, and what did we see? DVDs. Yes. Donshine DVDs. Yeah, too, which I was very impressed made, with. Made a fat lot. They made a good bunch of Donshine DVDs. For and that. for a show within a show. Yeah. To make that, I mean, okay, yes. It's just covers. It's just covers. I get that. That was some guy's. To make that many covers. Yeah, that's some guy's job. Like, he was like, great, I'll just bang that out in an afternoon. He he took a bunch of stills and they just made a bunch of DVD covers. And he was like, you know, we can't read Japanese so that we don't know if, like, if you looked on the back, it would say, like, yeah, really, nothing's going on in this. It's an empty case. No, because like, like, that would be hysterical. Be yeah. It was just the front. Yeah. I get that. So we'll give that to them. Yeah. But to make that many different covers... Why not? It's fun. I would. You think You think it would take maybe an afternoon to get that done? I would think it would take... Okay, if you get the template, right? So you've got the logo with Don Shine on the, right. the spine. And then you just make a... Uh, okay, everything's going to have... This picture on the front is going to have... The logo. That's going to say it's going to have and some sort of picture underneath it. Right. We don't really care what it is. You, you can rattle those off like, like you can probably do uh, half a dozen of them in a couple hours. And that's basically Oops, sorry, what it, was. it was a good sorry, half buddies. dozen of them. So figure, okay, you're right. They did make all of that in an afternoon. Sure. But just to spend that a was full like day, some guy enjoyed himself. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll take care of that. No problem. But still, I'll make up a fake show <laughs> to make all that crap. Yeah. For nothing more than it's a five-second picture, dressing, of man. That's that's. There are people in Hollywood that just go around to old bookstores looking for looking for stuff. good-looking books. Doesn't yeah, have to be a real anything imp- important. It can be like a an old encyclopedia or true, a cookbook true, or whatever. It's just got to just look all nice. it has to do is be in the background in a scene and it has to look leathery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like. Fair point. 
fair point. Yeah. And they go around to different thrift stores looking yeah, for just different looking for nice weird stuff. stuff yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah. So that, that's a that's a job. Set dressing is a a full job. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's also one of the more underappreciated things in every show. In everything, every yeah. Movie, when yeah, you yeah, realize, you like, if you look at, I'll tell you what. If you notice an underdressed set, like when you're like, well, you there's nothing going it. on here, or this looks cheap, or yeah, this you, is... you wouldn't notice it right away. Yeah, you'd be like, yeah, this is terrible. Unless it's specifically made to look yeah. like it's barren. Right. If you see that it just doesn't have the right amount of stuff, it does look weird. Right. right? Give you that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. All right. And then you figure that's somebody's job to like, no, no, let's get this to look cluttered, or... Uh, distinctly so. non-cluttered, yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah, exactly. Like this is how, like for instance, in the first Ultraman series, that guy's lab with the um, all the different test tubes and the bottles with the snakes in them. True, true. They had <laughs> got to have a bottle get, full of snakes. Yeah, you got to get all that stuff, yeah. and it's got to look like it's been there forever. Yeah. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Didn't quite think. Of it, yeah. But anyway, that's, and that's not only is that somebody's job. That's somebody's like, yeah, career. I like this. Yeah, this like is what I do. Stuff. Sure, sure. Yeah. So the group comes under attack uh, when the still weakened case suddenly arrives at Nebula House via the elevator. Right. And Rem sends everybody to the surface um, before Kate deletes her. And uh, he proceeds to then use Nebula House's resources to heal himself. Right. And it's got a healing couch. couch. Well, why wouldn't you? I understand why wouldn't you. Here's another thing. Why isn't it? If you're, it's a healing couch. Wouldn't you put a pillow on it? No, it was invert. It was a slanted. It's up. still metal. It's just, <laughs> but it's warm metal. I guess it's got to be warm metal. I think you'd want it cozy. That's all right. Maybe, <laughs> maybe put a throw on it. No, no, no. Can't have a throw because it's a healing couch. It's got to touch those you. healing rays. He's wearing a full leather suit. <laughs> <laughs> His entire. I was trying it until you pointed out. Yeah, full. Yeah, leather he's suit. wearing at least three inches thick of leather. He's Fair point. He could. He could. Roll a motorcycle and get up and be like, ah, that was rough. That was good. <laughs> good thing I was wearing all this leather. He's wearing more leather than three-fifths of the members of Judas Priest in any True. one given time. In any one given time. Yeah. That's a fair point. He does have a lot of leather. So, they get kicked out, and um, they find a woman on the surface who reveals herself to be Rem. Right. And she, like he's, I asked, obviously, this is the actual voice mm -hmm. of the person that plays Rem. That, yeah. So... It's. I don't know how she makes her voice just a little different, but it is just mm -hmm. a little different mm -hmm. than the computer voice. Which actor? Is that what it is? <laughs> okay. We have now. You figure we have three people on this show who are good enough with voice acting to be very True. distinct. True. Fukuide, um, Leto, right, and Ren. And, like the, and the guy that plays X or Zero. I mean. Yeah, that's Leto. Is that Leto? Yeah, okay. yeah. So you've got that's that's great. Like that is very very people good. who like oh wow you, you can just acting. do that with voices. Like, yeah, you know, that's true. That's true. You know, that's that's easy. Um, and I did like the graphics that they used on the healing couch. That green wash that they put. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his skin is flaking off cool. and stuff. That yeah. is creepy looking. And very creepy and cool at the same time because mm -hmm. it showed mm -hmm. he is healing but there's going to be stuff that falls off yeah. while he's healing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Okay, yeah. I'll go for that. Yeah. But I like that he also built himself a back door to get back into the place. Yes. Like that he can get back like in even though there's in. security. Yeah. But he's like, no, you know, remember I built this joint. Yeah, I know the other way to get yeah, in yeah. that you didn't think of. That's right. 
And uh, also, he's the only one who knows how to access that mid-air keyboard. <laughs> Pretty and fancy. That was a very fancy <laughs> mid-air keyboard, but he not he didn't just access it in the Nebula house. He did it in two or three different places, so I'm not sure if that's Oh, maybe that's just that something he's got carrying around. Because he is a Sturm. That's you right. got to remember that. That's right, his Sturm organs. So he could do something like that just on a regular basis. Good point. Just not have done it Good yet. point. Maybe it's in that leather suit. <laughs> he's got wearables. So, oh God, they, so um, the group meet up with. Um, they meet up at uh, the uh, Gal the outdoor Galaxy Market. Yes. Where the manager is fawning over over Ren. Right. And saying, "Oh, you need this. You need that. You know. yeah." You and she's like, "Why is he like doting on me so much?" And Rika's like. Well, how can I explain the concept of hot? You know, like, <laughs> so um, they meet up, and uh, it's funny because uh, they, they meet up with Moa, and they're trying to decide how they're going to get back to um, Nebula the House. Nebula, right. They have no idea, though, that a fully healed um, um, K. K is observing the VO at Utah. Right, right, and he can send now. Because he got rid of Rem completely, he can send the Utoms anywhere mm -hmm. he wants, mm -hmm. which, okay, I guess. Right, so he has, he has the Utom reprogram Rem's android body. Right. And, um, and, uh, so, but, and then he summons Mecha Gamora. Mecha Gamora, which is a cool yeah. looking I am behind monster. any Mecha monster. Yeah, and it didn't look mechanical except for the little hole in the chest the little blue hole in the chest yeah because it looked basically well, like up a, here he looked very like steel in the neck beamy you want to tell people in the neck when in you're, the neck yeah good point <laughs> up in the gill area um when you're sitting there rubbing your neck yeah. you want to let people know yeah. what you're rubbing <laughs> this is true down here in the groin he was very <laughs> but it didn't yeah. look all that mechanical right to me it looked like a very Lizardy kind of monster yeah. with a little blue hole, and I didn't notice the stuff on the neck. All yeah, that it's much. it's it's very um, it's very like uh, support support. Like there's a picture of him from Ultra Galaxy Legend where he's much more robotic, more steel gray than older, like irony looking. Like because he looks okay. sort of like oxidized now. Yes, oxidized iron. Yes, yeah, I yeah. Give that's kind of what he looked. But he looks. See, this is the. Original Mecha Gamora. Oh, okay. He looks, yeah, he looks way, way more Mecha. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Still got them chunky thighs. Well, yeah, he's, I mean, <laughs> that I give him, it, it looked, now that you point out that it was oxidized iron. Yeah. That's the look. Yeah. It's very good, very cool. Oh, yeah. It's but an as awesome. you're looking at it, you don't really see it until someone points out, hey, that's iron. It's an awesome suit. It's, it's an absolutely great yeah. suit. Yeah. Um, and um, so, uh, let me get back to where I was. And then. Riku becomes Jeed Primitive. Yep. Quickly. Yeah, they're, they're not messing around. It has no shot of <laughs> even doing anything with this monster at all. And by the way, I don't think I've mentioned that one of my favorite things is when he, he pulls the capsule out for Ultraman Belial, and he's like, Ultraman Belial, and he goes, hey! <laughs> <laughs> The grunt noise that Belial makes is just like me, because <laughs> all of them is like, Hur! you know. But it's just like he's like, I'm such an evil so and so. I'm just gonna hit you. 
I, I've been I've been enjoying that since it started. Yeah, since the get go. Absolutely. So she is forced to um, pilot the Gamora. Right, and that's I can see. Okay, he's controlling the rim, mm-hmm. and he can make her do whatever he wants to do. So right. Because, and this is his words now, you've got the ultimate intelligence in this rim computer. Inside the ultimate monster, which is the Mecha Gamora, there's no way they can lose. That's right. However, (laughs) as the show show is called Ultraman Jeed, you know, I think we're going to be all right. Probably. Yeah. Probably. And then... Gene uses the Acro Smasher, yep, which does nothing. He becomes Acro Smasher, like, boop. Yeah. Like, he's and he's backflipping, and it's... Yeah, uh, well, yeah, the Acro Smasher is more of a, like, calming form. And how are you going to calm down a robot? But he did talk to Rim <laughs> right. somehow. Yeah. And I, I wasn't quite sure how they spun that, that he can talk to Rim. But you got to go, okay, why not? Science. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> okay, fair. Uh, ultra science. That's yeah, ultra science. Sure. No idea. No idea. <laughs> so you know, Mecha Gamora, like, just is is Reckon a complete me- because Rem has seen every fight right. that Rico has done and knows, and knows how he's going to every battle. move he's going right. to do. Um, he she now he gradually reaches her. As she's in there, and she meets an embodiment of her core programming, uh, while explaining that her name is Servant in the Sturm language. Right, right. And she reveals that, oh, I've always belonged to Kay, but Rem refuses to accept that, and she musters the strength to delete Kay's hold over her before transferring herself back to Nebula House. Right, and then this is her choosing to be good. Yeah. Even though it's a computer, yeah. it's choosing to be good. Right. And he sit there going. Okay. It's artificial intelligence. It's the it's the event horizon. Yeah, yeah. Isn't I that mean, what they call that? The event horizon? No, it's uh oh bollocks. What is the thing that they they're uh oh when artificial intelligence becomes aware. Yeah, what do they call that? Uh it's just awareness. There are people yelling at their iPods like, You stupid ignorant! Oh, you're not that smart we Oh god. <laughs> um Oh god. All right, we're going to Google this right now. Point. Oh, good Lord. So, it's not necessary, but... It it is for me right now. (laughs) It's just awareness, and she... Yeah, there's an actual name for it. The Singularity! Okay. Where the thing can become as smart as a human, and then, obviously, infinitely smarter quicker. Oh, thank God. He was worried, people. Oh, he guys, was, I was just freaking out. I just because that's something that <laughs> I talk know. about at work frequently. We talk about the singularity a lot, whether oh, it's, it's just as a real thing or as hey, when the singularity comes, do you think we can, you know, date robots? You know, like you know, weird, goofy stuff like that. Um, and um, so she evicts. Um, she evicts uh, Kay. Kay out of the uh, thing, and uh, Trent, you know, Jeed then becomes Royal Mega Master right. and, and acts my, on Rem's in, uh, intel to target Mecha Gamora's neck to destroy it. Right, and then he uses the original Ultraman mm-hmm. for a Specium Flasher. Right. And I'm sitting there going, well, a Flasher's not good, last I checked. <laughs> but okay! He opens, he opens up his Ultra Trench. <laughs> 
and says, hey, buddy. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> but my kids were watching this episode. They yeah. hadn't really watched anything else. They were right. like, oh, it's that stuff, whatever. They yeah. watched this episode. They saw this Mega Master. Right. And they were like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Now, have they asked for the stuff yet? Not yet. Okay. Then maybe they're not unaware that the, that exists because it's not like it's at Toys R Us. No. be no, like, no. Dad, look. They haven't asked Because Zachary would be all over there. <laughs> the scepter. Yeah. All over the scepter. I can see it already. He's like, well, i got to get the thing. and the No, I don't think he would want the belt attachment, but the scepter itself, yeah. I could see him yeah. wanting that. And yeah. then knowing that you can put all the capsules in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. That's just... Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be an easy hundred bucks out the window. I, you know, I don't know. You said it was. Oh, that's right. It was sixty something. And you got to buy some capsules. Exactly. So yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Gone. That's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Here, buy the figure. It's seven dollars. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, one of the thing I like about um, when he becomes Royal Mega Master is that organ sound as he transits. Oh like, yeah. And <laughs> It is oh, how very regal, real. yeah. <laughs> very real, because it's king. Yeah, it's, it's, it's half of Ultraman. And the, the true irony of that is it's half Ultraman King and half Belial. Right, right. Like, like that's even, that's more insult to injury well, to K. Belial like, is one of the strongest ones that they have, so why not use them? Right, I but it's one of those, that. like, I remember when um, Orb was the first... Ultra to start combining forms of okay. older Ultras, and somebody was like, oh, he started using Billy. That can't be good. Like, <laughs> like that can't they? How's it? You know, that's that's not a great idea. What if he's? What if he starts getting influenced? And I don't know how that bears out in the show. If it oh, happens, Jim, I got you. I'm not seeing it. So. Well, I mean, considering this show now, we know that Jeed is part of Belial's DNA. Mm -hmm. And he had to choose to be That's good. right. That's right. So even him using Belial's form, right. he still chose to be good. Right. So we have to go that way. Yeah. Well, here's another thing. What if it's sort of like why Harry Potter wasn't sorted into Slytherin? Because he chose not to go to right. Slytherin. He chose that He was like, not Slytherin, not Slytherin. They're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because that's where we would have put you. Yeah, you were. You Except have, you, chose. you chose not to. You would have been a fine Slytherin, but not, you know. Go just, to the yeah, Harry Potter reference. I do, you know. <laughs> My nerd wheelhouse is vast. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, My nerd wheelhouse is almost as vast. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Riku then goes back, uh, arrives back at Nebula House where they they're start to clean up. Let's all clean up together. And let's be honest, when... When Kay comes in, and they all just start throwing pillows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what don't do you have any plates? Like, <laughs> yeah, don't throw the Dawnshine DVDs. They're <laughs> my God, they were like a hundred dollars a piece. Yeah, this is Japan. Anything heavy whatsoever. Yeah, no, all we have is cushions. Okay, I've got a stuffed octopus. <laughs> I've got. I've got uh don't throw the, again, no Dawnshine merchandise yeah, throw. Let's not get crazy. Please yeah, stop throwing any diecast toys because they're not cheap, you guys, okay? We want to sell these as soon as the show is gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're not looking to sell them. Oh, that would be rad if I could get like I would love a piece like a Ultraman prop, let's be honest. Okay. Like that gun that I sent you, if you guys are part of the Facebook group, and you should be, um, Bondi has a Ultraman, Ultraman gun. gun from the first series, and it's got the balloon extension, yep. 
and the rocket extension. And it's $115, yeah. which is just enough where it's not so expensive that I know I'm never going to own it. Like, if it was $400, I'd be like, yeah, never going to buy it at all. That's ever. stupid. Yeah. If it was $50, I'd be like, well, I got to buy that. Like, <laughs> $100 is like, I can buy it now, but I can see me buying it eventually. And I shouldn't. It's just enough to know that it triggers that little spot in my brain that you go, I shouldn't buy that. I should not buy it, but look how cool that is. <laughs> and then, thank you, Kyle Yount, for posting on it. Like, oh, I have it. And I was like, ah. oh, curses to you, Kyle. <laughs> No, I seethe with rage and jealousy. That guy's got a sick collection. Okay. Fair. Oh, if you want to see some of uh, Kyle from the KaijuCast collection, you should watch the documentary available on YouTube called Hail to the King. Oh, really? Which is a Godzilla documentary he shot. Oh, okay. It's very good. Um, and it is, he's, dude's got a lot of stuff. Listen to the Kaiju cast this weekend because mm-hmm. it was Godzilla's birthday. That's right. Oh, happy and birthday, Godzilla. Happy birthday, 63rd, I think they said. Yes, yes. He's so nearing retirement. Cool. He's probably getting his AARP mailing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm figuring I'm going to start getting AARP stuff in December. Yeah. They know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the best thing is uh, he can eat at uh, Perkins more. Yes, because nice. he gets a, he gets a, a nice discount. Senior, senior discount. That's all right, you know. And he's not going to eat as much anymore. When you're older, you start to pe- scale back scale your food. Back Unless you're my dad, in which well. case you're like, <laughs> he's like, I'll eat a whole meatloaf, sure. Yeah, but your dad's still skinny-ish. Yeah, it's just all in the gut. That's my family carries it all in the gut. Um, and in my case, the head. <laughs> or you have a giant crane. Giant melon. Oh, it's the worst. So, uh, Rem explains that she now has full access to the databanks and... And she's closed up the back door right. that he was using. But he also took the base to heal his sturm organs, which may cause trouble for the group in the long run. Right. Because right. sturm organs allow him to store up energy, energy and use somehow. it. And tra- it's like a battery sort of, like a yeah, transformer. Yeah, pretty much battery yeah. transformer kind and of deal. Changing your voltage and whatnot. Um... Now, elsewhere, Kane uses that the real nightmare will soon begin as he's picked up by Ari, who's that reporter. Right. And he had kept uh, Leto busy um, from coming to Riku's aid by doing some sort of interview about Leto's company, which apparently sells skincare products. Yes, yes. That's Maybe what, other things, but at least but we at know. at least the skincare products, because right. that's what he kept saying, well, you can do, use this. And yeah. she was just seemed really over-interested. And he's like, okay, pretty lady, I'll keep talking to you because yeah, you're paying yes. attention to me. And we Damn, our saw, foolish pride. Well, we even <laughs> saw the Zero try to say, hey, Lado. Yeah. Oh, and she is so slick and puts the glasses back on him. Which I thought oh, was amazing. Good stuff. You sit there going, okay, she saw him take the glasses off and get real serious. We'll put the glasses back on him. That's right. He'll be silly again. Yeah. And he was. And it worked. And it's like, who knew? <laughs> now we know. Yeah. That, who knew it would be that easy? That's the thing. Like, that's the, that's the scary thing. True. True. That's the scary thing, and it's like, oh yeah, that's that's no problem. Just throw the glasses on; he'll be somebody again. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's weird, right? Um, I do have a Google alert right now, so I can look at something real quick. Um, which I have a Google alert set up for Ultraman news. Oh, okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, do so. yeah. Go ahead. But let's talk about before we do that. We're going to oh. talk about um, what we thought of the episode, and then we'll do our monster minute. Okay. I thought it was a cool episode. Yeah. Very well done. I like the fact that, and that's why I had to ask, that they use the actual mm-hmm. person that does the Rem voice to be Rem. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very, very cool. And I'm guessing the other woman 
was the actual voice of Rem in the past when he originally started out the Nebula House. Yeah. That's my guess. Yeah, she's been the same actress the whole time. No, it's two different people. Huh? Weren't there two different pe- women as Rem? No. That was the same woman dressed differently. Yes. I didn't realize that. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. There we go. See, what do you think of that? Because it even says, like, here in the uh, Nebula House Invasion uh, Wikia, uh, Rem is uh, Memori Suzuko. Right. And uh, let me see if it says... Does it have older Rem as somebody else? Because that would be my... Nope. Just the one. Same lady. Okay. I thought it was someone else. Really impressive. Yeah, now yeah, that's good stuff. Because let's face it, even when they do like past life, Laya, it's still the it's same. It's still her. She's just got bangs. Yeah, yeah that, I, that. <laughs> she's dressed more like a little kid. She's got an Alice band and bangs and bangs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that part. I saw that part. Yeah, like this one, I didn't quite notice it was the same one. Mm-hmm. But I'm yeah. impressed. Impressed. Very but much. Yeah, so. very very cool episode. I like the fight. It was very cool. And oh, yeah. The fact that they showed him changing very, very rapidly. Very, yeah. Except when it was Mega Master, then we have to show well, Yeah, we still have to be a little fancier because right. it's the new thing. Because, uh, you know, kids got to see the new thing. Right. We get that. Know how the scepter works and all yeah. that. So, well, the greatest thing about that is it's a scepter, but it's also the sword. Yes. Because that thing on the top is the, the hand guard. Yeah. Yeah. And there's the there's the actual hilt behind. The hilt? Yes. Yeah, the hilt. hilt behind that, and then there's the the guard. Well, I don't know what that's called. Um, there is a very f- um, fancy name for it. I yeah. just don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't fence. Yeah. Although <laughs> I, mean, I remember, <laughs> completely weird aside, when I was going to tour high schools, tour we went. Schools? Yeah, we went to a couple different high schools to oh, see okay. where I wanted to go. Oh, okay. Because um, private school. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. And I went to one, and they had a fencing club. All right. And I was like, I want a fence. And then I ended up going somewhere else. All right, <laughs> so I was like, oh, swords? This is great. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was the least athletic person ever <laughs> after that point. I yeah. used to sweat reading a book. It was terrible. But um, let's go and deal with our monster minute for Mr. Mecha Gamora. Um, well, first they had Ultraman oh, yeah. Jack. Was our... He was the first... Capsule. Oh, that was our Ultra Capsule. Yeah, right, yeah, and he had, he's 40 meters tall, 35,000 tons. Your standard Ultra. Yeah. Standard Ultra. Yes. And then they went into Mechagamora. Mechagamora is a robotic kaiju that appeared in Ultra Galaxy Legend Gaiden, Ultraman Zero vs. Darklop Zero. He is the robotic do- doppelganger of Gamora. Um, let's see, that is his first appearance, 2010. And his last appearance was two days ago. Right. He's 44 meters tall, 20,000 tons. Maybe he's uh, a little light. He's titanium, maybe. He's a light. Yeah, maybe. Light and strong, light yeah, and strong, it baby. <laughs> it was more like a butterfly, you know? Like, oh, it's not how hard you get hit, it's how hard you can get hit and, uh, and get back up. And then, you know, get back up, right? So, you know. <laughs> you know, I don't wear socks twice, right? Oh, <laughs> That's a, I don't know if that's true, but that was a rumor that uh, Sylvester Stallone does not wear socks twice. He has them washed professionally. Well, I guess. Obviously. So. Well, you know what? If you're paying someone to do your laundry, they are professionally washing your clothes. Um, and then he delivers them to homeless shelters. Okay. So, only wears his socks once. 
and then he gets a big bunch together and gives and him gives two him shelters. Shelter. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I like he's that. like, I never had. Right yeah, well, he's like, I never had a lot of socks when I was like growing up, you know. So I mean, he was broke before. Yeah, he was well, I couldn't even pay attention, right? So like, you know, <laughs> oh, mentally irregular. So. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna hear my Stallone impression for the first time on this, and I'm probably gonna be upset. So, <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, and then they gave us the next episode, which is the 10 a.m. Monster Bird, because a bird that's right decides to show up every day at exactly. Oh yeah, that's right at 10 o'clock. And you're sitting there going, Does the bird know the time? Is this how, how do roosters do it every morning, Pat? What do they go with the sunrise? I get that part. He waits four hours. <laughs> oh God, no! Maybe he has a mixtape he listens to or something. You don't know. Okay. As soon as the mixtape's over, I ramp it. Time to go ramp it. Yeah, that's fine. So, um, back back to uh, Cyber Gamora. Oh, sorry, friends. All right. We interrupted an interruption with another interruption. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. Ah, uh, Cyber Gamora. There you go. Uh, and it's not auto repeating, which is nice. Um. Now, where is this? The trivia for our Mechagamora. His appearance is a homage to the Toho monster Mechagodzilla. His roar is Gamora's, but made to sound more mechanical. Okay, fair there enough. There you go. Um, let's see here. Mechagamora, no, Gamora's design has inspired Greymon in the Digimon franchise. Okay. Subaraya Productions then returned the favor with Mechagamora being a reference to. Metal Greymon. Okay. So fair th enough. Yeah. So they're taking from each other. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. I'm going to borrow that. Yeah. You're going to borrow this, and we're not going to kill each other. They over. both have cannons on one side of the chest. Okay. Yeah. So they're like, oh, you're going to do that. We're going to show you that we appreciate that by doing that. That's fair enough. Um, now he was originally scheduled to be in projects before his original appearance, but had to be pushed back. Um, so they, I guess, they couldn't get the suit finished. I got you. Possibly. Gotcha. It makes um, sense. And let's see here. He has also appeared in Ultraman Ginga Theater Special Ultra Monster Hero Battle Royal. At a certain part, they're just throwing words out. It's like refrigerator poetry. <laughs> I, at some point, there's just going to be one where you can't possibly read it because they're just throwing words at the title. I feel like they put a bunch of words in a cup and they're like, Yahtzee! <laughs> That's our movie. Um, oh, God, no. He was also in Ultraman X at a certain point, which we haven't seen. Um, let's see here. And Ultra Fight Orb. Okay. And, of course, Ultraman G. Right, that's where we're at. Um, and uh, that's where we're at now. 44 meters, 22,000 tons. Um, super Oscillatory Wave is one of his powers. The Mega Body Missile. He fires missiles from his back. We didn't see that. That's that pretty all, rad. Um, the Crasher Mega. That's from the pink light on his chest. Okay, that we saw. And we also saw the knuckle chain. His uh, his claws are linked to a chain that can retract and be fired from his yes, yes, rocket. That, that was very, nice. Very cool. And the mega finger missile. <laughs> Launched from the knuckle you chain. You can guess which finger rich That's right. that one. <laughs> uh, Kaiju Buster powered fireball. Um, he can launch fireballs from his horn. Um, we didn't see that. This he has the red energy disc. Uh, from his chest. Oh, that was like that thing that, and then Gene skipped across him. Skipped across. That was pretty we great. Very, very cool. The kids love that. Thing. Oh, how's he doing that? <laughs> You're like, I don't know. He's an Ultraman. What do you want for my life? 
Just enjoy the show. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, there's plenty. You've got 60 years of stuff to catch up on, exactly. you guys. You have no idea what you're in for. No idea whatsoever. So yeah, that was that's our oh, that's our monster minute for that. Let me get to the news. Uh, let me find the news. What happened to it? Me, yeah, it just said the news just did pop up on something big, or maybe not big, just news. And don't tell me it's news that other news is coming out because that's what they do a lot. That of was the worst, right? <laughs> All right, Toku premieres in the U.S. Um, Ultraman Leo. Okay. So as of November, uh, this is from November eighth. Um, Toku, the only twenty four seven live. Why is there a pop-up? <laughs> All right, guys, I'll get ad block. It's fine. Um, Toku, the only 24-7 live and on-demand television network dedicated to eye-catching anime and popular live-action titles and cult classics from Asia dubbed into English, announced at the network premiere of the highly popular Tokusatsu television show Ultraman Leo uh, will be Wednesday, November 29th. Oh, Thanksgiving time. Oh, That's nice. Um, it's going to be weekdays at 7.30. Uh, that is the seventh installment of the Ultra series. Okay, so this is going back to basically the 70s, somewhere in that range. Uh, yeah, I think that's 73, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let's see. Produced by Subaraya Productions, this critically acclaimed Japanese title follows the story of Ultraman Leo, a powerful warrior from the Leo constellation. Relying on his physical abilities, he fights to protect mankind from new alien menace that threatens to destroy Earth. Okay. Who would have known? Toku will now air 51 30-minute episodes subtitled in English. Uh, the final episode will be Wednesday, February 7th. Oh, so it's basically playing straight through Monday to Friday at 7.30 yep. every morning. Yep. Oh, that's kind no of p.m. Cool. 7.30 p.m. or 7.30 yeah, a.m.? Yeah, I think so. I read it and I don't remember. I thought it said 7.30 a.m. Well, shoot, why can't I find it? No, seriously, it was right there. Hold no, no, on. no, you said 7.30, and I thought you said a.m. 7.30 p.m., weeknights. Oh, okay, weeknights. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty that's great. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm certain that Ultraman Leo is going to be a big success among our viewers. The Ultra series is considered as one of the most renowned tokusatsu franchises worldwide, stated Jesus Pinago as the director of content strategy. Okay, fair enough. At Olympusac, which I guess owns... Um, uh, Toku. Ah. In addition, oh, listen to this. Do tell. In addition to Ultraman Leo, Toku will feature for the first time in the United States two new Thai titles that apparently uh, promise to deliver remarkable fight sequences and exceptional action. Okay. Um, Are they still Ultraman shows? No. Legendary not? Outlaw is the is uh, the inevitable fate of two men. Siren, who is on the verge of becoming a police lieutenant, and Yi and T.I., a man haunted by resentment. After the inexplicable death of his family, Siren blames Yi Tai for his misfortune. Okay? okay. And Bang Rajan 2, the story of a legendary... Okay, portrays the story of a legendary battle with Bang Rajan. I should read up on that. Um, a group of warriors who nah. bravely defended their village against the massive Burmese army, subsequently inspiring other villagers to rise up and fight against the foreign invaders. I'll give it a go. All right. I've got plenty of time. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm awash in time. It's crazy. I have nothing better to do with myself. Trust me, there's no time for no. anything that's really just nuts. Uh, so in, in uh, DVD release news, Malaysia has released... Um, their gray market 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they're... Some of their stuff is legitimate. Like, the tins I have of the Ultraman Zero movies... Right. Legitimate releases. Okay. As far as the... Some um, of the other stuff is not exactly I don't know. Questionable. That's the thing. Like, the, they released Ultraman Orb and Ultraman Orb movie okay. and Ultraman Orb Origin Saga on DVD recently. And you're not 100% sure how legitimate it is. Right. Gotcha. Let me make myself clear. Should I purchase these, I will purchase the legitimate Tsuburaya product as soon as it becomes available. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. I just want to watch them. That's all. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a convenience thing. I will repurchase. Don't worry. I've got, Lord knows, I've spent enough. Um, I, we recently got for the podcast The Return of Ultraman on DVD um, from Malaysia and, uh, Oh, I'm gonna be doing a uh, an unboxing video, I think, for uh, for YouTube just to oh, show. Okay. Like, well, since it's, it's already open, we're gonna call it a fun boxing video. Oh. <laughs> and you gotta it's, show the difference in size. Oh, of the it's box. just berserk. It's, yeah. yeah, it's it's silly. Convenient, is it? That's, yeah, what that's it is. kind of the way. And it's not like the Malaysians don't no release big things. Yeah, it's not like they're like, what size should we make this? We've never seen a DVD before. Yeah, much. <laughs> no, you've done. Now I want to know if all of the Malaysian like box sets that you see are that the odd size, the cock to size. Yeah, like I would think not. I would think not. I would I think, think not. I would think that you wouldn't do that in general. I I had heard that they were in that um, those flippy paper envelope things. Right, right. And then when I looked at the picture, I'm like, well, that's about the right width for one of those flippy paper things. No, for one of those um, the snapper cases with the. The, the page, the, the page plastic pages slide, in them. Slide over, yeah. And I'm like, great. I'll just buy one of those, and I'll replace it. Nah. There's not something no, to it's, attach it to. No, it's just it's, the artwork is too big. Yeah. It won't, it's just not going to work. <sighs> Curse you, Malaysia. <laughs> ah. I'm not, not the whole. I'm sure some of you are great. But if you're involved with the design of this DVD case. Poop on you. <laughs> imagine yourself the little man in Benny Hill right now. Exactly. There, that's what you get. So, anyway, next week is again the monster, monster bird, the monster at ten a.m. or the ten a.m. monster bird. I wonder if it's listed that way on the yeah, the ten a.m. monster bird according yeah. to uh, according to Wikia, according I, to Wikipedia, it's a monster at ten a.m. Well, I old just, translations from Japanese. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I that's fine. The translation as it was going. While I was watching it on Crunchyroll, so it was 10 a.m. Mustard wrote it right down. Right Fine. Down. I'm like, okay. That's yeah, it's the last episode, November 25th. Oh, good God. And then we have to go back to X. Okay. And that's called Pega Runs Away From Home. Well, that can't be good. No, I'm upset about that already. Just hearing the title is not good. <laughs> I'm, already, I'm already worked up about that. I'm worried about Pega, you guys. I shouldn't have to be worried about Pega. Oh, I've got enough on my plate. It's terrible. So it's basically two more episodes we have. Yeah. Oh, well, that's crazy. It's one of those things where you're like, how are they going to wrap it up? They'll wrap it up nicely. They yeah, usually sure do. Then there'll be a movie, which we know is going to happen. Right. Looking forward to the movie. We have to figure out where it's going to be. We're hoping that it's going to be close and not in Pennsylvania. Who but even knows? I don't even know if William Winkler Productions um, has, like, uh, has negotiated rights to it. Oh, okay. He has... The two that were released this summer, and he also is dubbing all three of the Ultraman Zero movies. Okay, okay. But, like, there's no plans to put them out here. 
on DVD oh, or Blu-ray. That and game. I'm like, come on, like, <clears throat> why not? Please, I'm yeah. begging you guys. No, like, I would really, money I would really love it. Oh, here's a hint, you guys. If you want to get Blu-rays of um, any of the more recent Ultraman stuff from Ginga forward, um, Hong Kong has legitimate licensed Ultraman Blu-rays, Blu-rays and DVDs. That's not terrible. I recommend a site called DDD House. Okay. Um, and they have all sorts of stuff. Um, Ultraman Ginga DVDs and Blu-rays. Ultraman Ginga S. They have the Ultraman Ginga S movie, the Ten Ultra Warriors that we were just discussing. Right. Right. Um, the Ultra Fight Victory Blu-ray. Um, Ultra- <laughs> and now you're gonna start throwing titles at the thing. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Ultraman X movie. Here comes our Ultraman. Um, silliest title ever, but I love it. Um, and uh, get this, they have the Ultraman X TV um, uh, uh, two, two box set Ultraman X Blu-ray. Okay, okay. Not, not terrible. terribly expensive. Um, of course, for some reason, it's listed as um, it's 398 Hong Kong dollars. Which is what in American dollars? 51 bucks. That's not bad at all. So you can get the whole series for a hundred bucks on Blu-ray. That's not terrible. No, it's not terrible. No, it's it's more than I want to spend on it. Right? But, oh, I understand. But it's, it's not, not terrible. All. It's yeah, like you can get um, the Ginga stuff. The, what kills me is the okay, like Ultra Fight Victory is seventy Hong Kong dollars, which is something like oh no, I'm sorry, Ultra Fight Victory Blu-ray is eighty Hong Kong dollars, which is like ten dollars and twenty six cents. That's not terrible. That's mm-hmm. and I've ordered from DVD House. You guys, I'm not getting paid for this, but I've ordered from them before. And it's decent quality stuff. And it's oh, it's all legitimate. Oh, okay. It's all they do not sell bootlegs, and their shipping is fast and not super expensive. So if you like stuff like Shaw Brothers, um, Jackie Chan movies, any kind of like Asian film you want to get, good. I like DDD House a lot. You can go to CD Japan. They're also good. I think they're a little bit more expensive, but you know, what kills me about it is Ultraman Ginga Blu-ray. For the first series is eighty bucks a piece, um, Hong Kong. So that's like uh, ten, eleven dollars or something, something like that. Yeah. It's uh, you're making bathroom face, Fergus. Yeah, it's ten twenty six each yeah, DVD I think he does have to or Blu-ray. That's not too bad. Look at the look at concern, huh? Yeah, he has to go and visit a tree. He's like, uh, could you make this happen, please? <laughs> and um, but Ginga, Ginga season two, which uh, Ultraman Ginga, um, Ginga S. The Blu-rays, instead of doing it on two Blu-rays, they spread it out into four. Ah. So I'm like, come on, fellas! <laughs> but they are subtitled. Okay. So, can deal with that. yeah, that's it's a beautiful thing to be able to buy legitimate stuff yeah. like that. You know? And like you said, once they figure out the lawsuit, then you might be Hopefully able to Hopefully we're going to start seeing more. some more stuff here. Fair and I will repurchase the original Ultraman if they put it out on Blu-ray here. Okay. No doubt. Okay. I'll buy. I'll rebuy Ultra Q. I'll rebuy Ultra Seven. Oh, good lord! I, <laughs> yeah. I want. I want to support them and show them that I, we want more stuff here. Gotcha. So, gotcha. yeah. You know, I mean, hey guys, I may not buy it the week it comes out because let's <laughs> face it, I'll wait well, a little bit. I've also told the kids the new Star Wars movie that's coming out. Yeah. They will not see it the first weekend. Oh. They'll get to it, but they will not see it the first weekend because it will be insane. <sighs> And they sat there on. Dog just headbutted me in the nuts. Well, there's a good hint. Oh, buddy. 
Sally Ford yeah, Science Sally Patrol. Sally Ford Science Patrol will take care oh, of you. God. I'll talk to you next week. Good Music Lord. for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. TerminalSunburn.bandcamp.com. Contact the Science Patrol on Twitter at Ultraman Podcast. Our email address is UltramanPodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Search Science Patrol or Ultraman Podcast and we'll add you. The Science Patrol is available on iTunes at UltramanPodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure you subscribe and tell your friends. I'm Barbara Rossi. The Science Patrol is a Faces for Radio production. 